welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast, where you will find the inspiration and motivation you need to manage your money better so you can stress less and live the life you want. Hello, hello, it's Ashley from Budgets Made Easy and the Money Mindset Podcast. Today's guest is Deanna Yates, who is the founder and CEO of Wannabe Clutter Free and the host of the popular podcast, The Wannabe Minimalish Show, where she helps busy families learn how to let go of the stuff holding them back so they can enjoy more time together. Stop spending their weekends cleaning house and wake up excited for the day ahead. I really enjoyed this episode and I can't wait for you to listen to it as well. Deanna actually, they sold all their belongings and traveled the country in an RV at one point in time. They're not doing that now, but that's kind of what started her on this journey of minimalism. Uh, I highly encourage you to go check out her show. I've been a guest on her show as well. It's great. So in this episode, she shares her tips for getting organized, starting to declutter. I mean, tips I have never even heard of surprisingly. I figured, you know, it would be, you know, the typical things that people say, but it wasn't. She had so she has some uh, unique ideas that I hadn't thought about before, even for somebody that is not type A super organized like me. But before we dive into today's episode, don't forget that you can go get your free budget starter kit at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash start so that you can get going on your journey to paying off debt. Now, here's Deanna's episode. Oh, and don't forget, if you haven't followed yet or subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do that now so you don't miss any future episodes. Hi, Deanna. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh my gosh, Ashley, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. I am too. And we were just laughing before I hit record about, I thought I was organized today and had everything together. And it turns out I did not. And I am not the most organized person. I'm just not. And people seem to think that you need to be organized or like super type A type organized to be, to reach your financial goals. And I'm an example of, of course you have to have like some organization, of course, like managing your money, but you don't need to be like type A, super strict, like have everything in its place type of thing to reach your financial goals. But what we wanted to talk about today is how organization and decluttering and really getting more organized can help you reach your financial goals and other goals too, you know, like business goals. The more organized I am, uh, the more successful you can be in the long run. So um, I'm excited to talk about that. Can you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and how you how you help people get more organized in their lives? Absolutely. Well, hi, my name is Deanna Yates and I, um, yes, I help busy families learn how to let go of the crud they don't need. I'm keeping it a little PG here for you guys in case you have little ones oh, listening. You're fine. <laughs> um, but you know, I help them let go of all that stuff that just holds them back so that they can live better lives. And yes, that's with decluttering and yes, that's with organizing but it's not in a way that you have to live. Like you said, it's not type A, it's not you have to do this, this, and this. It's 
figuring out what really matters to you and then making all of your goals and you know expectations set around that so you don't have to be like everybody else i do not believe in cookie cutter i want you to go and live your best life and i think one of the best ways to do that is to get rid of that clutter and that crap just holding you back yeah because i feel like when i do declutter or i can organize even just like a drawer i feel like this just mental space frees up oh, totally right and yeah. so that definitely translates over into our finances so can you give us some just kind of ideas on how we can kind of get started with that and how it relates to our financial goals Absolutely. So like you said, yes, once you can get like just a drawer, like start small, right? And it does have such a big impact. And I think a lot of that is because we get so bogged down, like life is busy, especially yes. as parents, you know, there's so much going on. And then COVID hit and just these last couple of years have just been like this whole mental, like just mm -hmm. nightmare. Yes. And we've been held back i think by so much of the stuff in our house so like you've got once you can get through that drawer like you have all these things that you've just been holding on to just because and you can go through them finally and say i don't need that and it lets you let go so the way this has worked for me and helped me reach my financial goals really is because i know that i can once my stuff is organized i don't go out and impulse buy as much because I just spent so much time decluttering. I mean, this one's the obvious one. I think this one's pretty simple because you can see like, okay, I just decluttered. Well, now I know what I have in that drawer. So I don't have to buy duplicates. Mm -hmm. I know that I don't, you know what? I just got rid of a bunch of stuff because I didn't like it. And so then that tells me like, okay, I don't need to buy this little tchotchke when I'm standing in line. And I know before I go, if I'm in a store, like, okay, I know that last, 50 yards before the the uh, checkout line, that's where they put all the stuff that's like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, it's only $3. Oh, well, I've had a tough day. I should treat myself. You know, these kinds of things, that's that like danger zone right before the checkout. So you, I can avoid those things because I know I just decluttered and I got rid of a bunch of stuff and I threw away those $3 tchotchkes. Mm -hmm. I don't need any more. So that's kind of the easiest way to boil down how decluttering can just 100% translate into saving more money and reaching our financial goals. But there is definitely more to that um, because it allows you to also determine the kind of life you want to be living. So when I talk to people about decluttering, the very first thing that I tell them to do before we even look at the stuff you have in your house is to, to determine why or what you're trying to accomplish. Like, what is the goal? Why are you trying to reach this goal? What is it that you really want to be doing? And I find that a lot of people, myself included, like before I kind of really dug into this, like it was so easy for me to say like, oh, I can't do that because it costs too much. Or when I get to this point, I'll be able to do that. But there are some things that do not cost as much money as you think they do. Or you can cut something out that you're just doing because you think you're supposed to and do that thing you really want to do. So for me, um, what are some of the things? Like, so I really wanted to take a yoga class. 
But I thought, well, I, you know, yoga class, the yoga class I want to take costs, you know, $100 a month. And, you know, for the studio I want to go to. And I was like, that's a lot of money. But if I can cut out other things that I want to do, like, I don't need to go get coffee, um, you know, out of the coffee shop. I'll go get coffee with a friend every once in a while. Or I, you know, choose to do a capsule wardrobe. Well, that helps me cut down a lot on how much money I spend. So if I can cut out in this other area and get to do something that I really want to do, then I feel better about myself and it makes me happier with those financial choices that I make. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I was just thinking as you were describing that, it's almost like you're decluttering your budget too. I mean, to a totally. certain extent, because like for, you know, just as an example, after I paid off um, debt, I didn't have as many bills. So I don't have as many things to worry about. I don't have as right. many things to keep track of. And so just like you're talking about, like, that's just, <laughs> that's just how my brain kind of translated it as well. So I love that you brought up that example of, you know, how you're spending your money as well. And, you know, and another thing that we um, could talk about too is, um, decluttering with uh, selling things. Now, of course, we don't have to mm -hmm. sell everything. And sometimes some things just, it'd be easier just to get rid of them. Because that's what I do too. When I'm in the mood to like get rid of stuff, I will post it for sale. If it doesn't sell in a day or two, it's gone. Like I, when I'm in the mood, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. So, you know, that can kind of help you as well. So do you have any tips for maybe that process as well? Of deciding, okay, do I try and sell this or do I have a a yard sale or do I just give it away? Do I just throw it away? Do you have any advice sure. on that? So I think it depends on what you're trying to sell. So the, when you're trying to decide what to do with stuff, let's start with the bigger pieces, right? So I want you to set a threshold, a monetary threshold of what is worth your time mm. to get something sold. Because I do think sometimes we don't put a price tag on our own time. We just think, oh, I can do it. I can just add that to my list, you know, but your time is worth something. And the more you spend your time, it's really your only, you know, finite resource. There's more money out there to be made. There are, you know, more clothes to buy. There's more stuff to do, but your time is the only thing you can't get back. We cannot go back in time yet. So can't do anything about that. So I, that's your precious resource. And I want you to think about that when you are decluttering. What is it worth it for you to spend an hour taking a picture, creating the post, putting it on, communicating with the people that are coming, and then actually selling it? There are items that are worth it. I have a, um, a wood bed from my daughter. We moved and we have a loft bed now. So we sold her old bed and totally worth it. It's It was a nice, solid wood bed. We sold it for $125 worth it, right? Mm -hmm. But a frame that's worth $5, not worth it. That's not worth my time and effort to take the picture and do all of those steps I just talked about. But if you have a lot of these $5 items, if you haven't decluttered in a while and you're going through your house and you are finding piles and piles of things, then absolutely schedule a yard sale. They're fantastic. Now, depending on where you are, your traffic is going to be better than other places. So you're going to have to be smart about that. I want you to plan. If you're doing yard sale, do it right. You know, put out the ad, you know, make sure it's on your Facebook, make sure it's on um, Craigslist, Nextdoor, all of the places, you know, make sure you tell people about it. 
so that you put the signs up, you make sure people know because you're putting a lot of work and energy into this and the marketing part is really important so that people come. Then price your things appropriately. That's kind of step number two. Also for the things that you're posting online, I found a really good price point generally is what is that thing worth new? Because a lot of times we have things that we've had for a while and we might've spent a lot of money on it and turns out the price has come down over the years, right? So TVs, different things like that. So you have to look at what it is in the market today, not mm -hmm. what you spent on it. What is it worth today if I were to buy it new? And then I generally price 50% of that to sell something big. Okay. It's kind of just, it's always worked for me, generally gets things posted quickly or gets them moved quickly. Um, and then, so then for the yard sale, put your stuff out, be willing to negotiate. You guys, this is stuff you want out of your house. You don't want it back in your house, right? So just right. be willing to let it go for a reasonable price. Yard sales are generally low priced items and people expect to bargain. Mm -hmm. Then at the end of the day, put a free sign on there try to just get it gone. Don't bring it back in your house yes, and be willing to good. let it go <laughs> because otherwise you're going to have to load it up in your car. You're going to have to take it over to, you know, the donation center. So just put a free sign out there and you'll be amazed at how quickly stuff leaves. And so, oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. So those are my yard sale and, um, you know, selling online tips. And again, don't sell everything. If you only have a handful of things and they're not really worth much, just take them to the donation center. Don't waste your time. But if you have some big things, absolutely. Yeah, or just put it on the curb and say free or something. You know, some, yep. I'm always amazed at the stuff I'll put out on the road and then it's gone. I'm like, I can't, I'm surprised somebody took it, but you know, I didn't want it. They can have it. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I even had a vacuum that was broken, but it was sticking out of the trash can and somebody took it. I'm like, Okay, it was broken, but I mean, what if you want to take it? Hey, you go right some ahead. Some people can tinker, right? <laughs> so, I mean, some people right, can do they that can stuff. Fix it, you know, totally. it was whatever. Work, I didn't have to deal with it, so I don't care. Um, but yeah, and you know, I really love that you pointed out your time because at least for me where I live, um, I don't usually do porch pickup. I meet people somewhere. So then I have to factor in gas and my travel time. And then if I'm sitting there waiting on them or if they've rescheduled while I'm waiting on them, which has happened. So um, definitely agree on you know, factoring in your time. And, you know, if it's going to be that big of a hassle or, you know, not worth it, I will just, you know, donate it or throw it away. So I love that you brought that up. Um, now, do you have any other tips for maybe getting organized? Because like I said, I am not, I am not an organized person and I keep trying and, you know, like my kid's playroom, it explodes and then there's Legos everywhere. And I just like, I look at Pinterest and it's, you know, everything's all nice and pretty. And I'm just like, that would last like five seconds in my house. So <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> sure. Okay. So let's talk about organizing. Well, the first step is to declutter. So organizing and decluttering are totally different and you have to declutter first because you cannot organize clutter. If it's stuff you don't want and stuff you don't need, it just needs to go so that you can make room for those things you do love. One of my favorite tips is the container method. And so with this, you pick your space that you have available. So for instance, you have a utility, like a, a utensil drawer, right? We're gonna use something that everybody has. Everybody has a utensil drawer in their kitchen. And in that utensil drawer, you hold your utensils. 
and you only hold as many utensils as can fit in that drawer. Now, sometimes we can go a little overboard and it'll start to get a little stuffed and you know, cram on stuff in there. But at some point you get to the point where you're like, enough is enough and I've got to get rid of something to get it out of this drawer, right? Like, I think we all can understand we've mm -hmm. been there, the spatula gets stuck yeah. up and you can't shut the <laughs> drawer and you're just, you're frustrated and you're yelling and all of a sudden your kids are like, what's going on, mom? You're like, I just, <laughs> right? Yes. At some point you let go of something in that drawer, right? Something is in there that you no longer need, you don't use it, you declutter it. This is what the container method is. You start with a space and once it gets full, something has to go. And so you can decide what that is throughout your house. So if it's the utensil drawer, you wanna make sure that all the utensils you use can fit in that drawer. You start with your favorite ones. So if we're deal dealing with our cutlery or you know our flatware, of course, we've got our forks, our spoons, our knives and all that stuff. If we're dealing with our spatulas and our, you know, I don't know, mixers and mashers and all the things. I do actually cook, but it's funny when I get in this mode, I can't ever think of what things are called. So <laughs> apologies, I do actually cook. Um, so <laughs> you've got all these in that drawer and you start with your favorites. So you take out everything you have, you put your favorites back in first, the ones you use all the time, the tried and true, the things you love, the ones you grab first, and then the rest that's there, once it starts to get to a point where you're like, this is a comfortable amount of stuff in this drawer or this bin or on this shelf, the rest of it, you look at it and you say, well, I've already gotten my favorites. Do I actually need these ones? And it's much easier to let those go. Mm, yeah, I really so that, like that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you can do it for everything. You can do it for how many socks fit in your drawer, how many Legos fit in the bin, how many cars fit in the box, you know, all of those things. You And it's great for kids because you say, okay, this is your bin for cars. Let's put your favorite ones in there. And once it's full, well, you got to decide which cars get to stay and which cars got to go. Mm. So you're not the bad guy. You're not telling mm -hmm. them they have to get rid of their cars. You're saying you get to keep your favorite ones and they get to go in here. That might actually work with my kids. At least maybe two of the three. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> there's third one not a one-size-fits-all. Like, uh... <laughs> you know, it is so funny how kids are so different. And, like, one thing will work for one, but not the other. And you have to, like, figure out how to get them to get rid of stuff. So, yeah. uh, especially with the, the kids' stuff, because I find that it just sells so much easier. Like, I totally. can, you know, actually you know, get some money back for it. Cause you know, that stuff is so freaking expensive. So, yep. um, do you have any, um, ideas or advice for, you know, maybe getting a, I really love, and I don't know, you know, you may not have this, uh, but like a, oh gosh, I don't even know what to call it, but like an area for, where you kind of just plan your life, your but it can be more than just your budget, but like your a vision board and just like where you kind of stay grounded and and focused and um, on like your goals, because really that's all a budget and financial planning is is you know goal planning. And do you have any ideas or anything that you've done that's worked for you? So for me now, it's at my office. So. 
Ashley and I are on camera so she can see my office and it's really just an area in the middle of my house. Um, so it used to be the house we're in now, they added on a dining room. So this used to be the dining room. So it's pretty open to the space. So I have to keep it somewhat clean and organized. Otherwise the rest of my house feels like it's falling apart. Mm -hmm. So for me, this is now my space. Like this is my sacred space. And I think for each of us, if we can create our own space, that's just for us then I think that really does help because that is yours, right? That gives mm -hmm. you a place to be. And my daughter has her. She has a desk in her room where she can do her homework and all of her things that she needs to do. She's got play dedicated play areas in there. Of course, it all tumbles out into the house as well. And now homework is back done on the dining room. Um, so that those things do evolve, but if you don't have a space or if you don't work from home and you, you need a space, I do think command centers can work really well. So that's kind of a good word for it. Yes, I, um, I couldn't think of yeah. the word. Thank you. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a place where you can put your calendar and you can put, you know, your meal plans and things that are going to happen that week. And I'm a big proponent of meal planning. I actually do that. Um, because it just helps me make sure that my refrigerator and my kitchen stay organized. Mm -hmm. So I don't think people talk about that part with meal planning. They talk about how it's easier to, you know, makes your day better. And yes, it makes my day better because I hate when it gets to be like 4.30 and I'm like, ah, what's for dinner? Uh -huh. And I'm like panicking and I'm trying to figure it out. That sucks. Like, yeah. ugh. So anything I can do to avoid that, which is generally meal planning, and then it also helps me because I get a, um, a produce delivery box every week, which I adore. It's like Christmas on Wednesdays. <laughs> it's great. And so I can kind of plan the next week around this produce box that comes. It helps with my grocery shopping. It saves me money because I get really good quality produce and it's much cheaper. So I know that that's not available to everybody. I live in Southern California. I'm very fortunate in that. But if you do have listeners that are living in a climate where they have this kind of, uh, you know, farmers around able to send you these boxes. It's amazing. So really look into it. It saves me a ton of money. Um, okay. So with meal planning command centers, we're getting a little off track here, but <laughs> what it helps me do is it helps me make sure that my kitchen stays organized because I use up the things that are in my pantry as much as possible. And I use up what's in my refrigerator. So as I'm making that meal plan, it allows me to use up the things that I have so that I am not just burying stuff in the pantry and it doesn't get used and it goes and it gets expired, right? So these are the things that a command center can help you with. Also fantastic for keeping schedules because we know how busy family lives can get. So we've got, and I'm lucky, well, I guess I'm not going to say that I'm lucky. I chose to only have one child. <laughs> so I only have three schedules to keep, you know, I've got my own, my husband's and my daughter's. And so, you know, but there's still a lot, even with just the three of us between different work schedules and different events and different social outings, there's a lot. So having it in one place, um, we also do have it digitally, but I keep it written out as well so that she can see it because mm -hmm. she's only eight. She's not on digi the digital world yet. Um, so for her to be able to visually see what we've got planned for the week really helps. She's one of those children that needs um, a buffer, right? She needs mm -hmm. that time buffer to adjust. And I know a lot of children do. So if there's something that they can see visually, that really helps keep our days on track and not have like, ah, 
but I didn't know that was happening or I want to stay here and play or I want to, mm -hmm. you know, we can say like, no, remember it's on the calendar. That means it needs to get done. So does that help? And then oh, that absolutely. way we can kind of keep track of what's planned. I don't, I'm probably not like I set goals, but I don't really like break them down every week. So we kind of, I think we set like a big goal kind of at the beginning of the year or you know more for ourselves i need to probably get a little bit better about that about like how like let's go back to the goals and um how are we focusing on them you know monthly and weekly but definitely. yeah it always sounds good in theory and you do it <laughs> and then after like a month or two you've forgotten about it <laughs> so at least that's how we are so yeah definitely because and i love that you touched on the meal planning and like using up your pantry and stuff because i know for me like my pantry's small i really wish there was a way i could expand it because stuff gets shoved down in the bottom on the floor and behind the dog food and then you know every couple months we might go through there and it's like how did you know i've got something in there from like 2015 i'm like i've cleaned out the pantry like you know how many times since then i still missed it <laughs> especially with spices i realized i was going mm. through those the other day and i had like spices that expired one of them and I, I have moved since then and it was like 2005 <laughs> and i'm like how in the world has this been in here that long and i haven't like used it or realized that it was that expired that there well, honestly, I know that we all want more space, but I've got to tell you, space is, it's, oh boy, she's a temptress, man. That's true. You know, we don't, because that's the thing. If you had a bigger pantry, you would just lose more stuff in it. Mm, that's a good point, but I do have a lot of people to feed in my house. My pantry is not very big. <laughs> I do like to bulk shop, but yes, you are uh, right. Yes. You are right. I can yeah. go through some of the pantry and get rid of some stuff, I'm sure. Even though I have cleaned it out recently, there's probably still more stuff in there. I can make some room and, you know, get it. A, and it's, oh, I get it a little bit more organized. And then like a week later, the kids have destroyed it. So, mm. you know. <laughs> so what's worked really well for me is having a snack area, right? Like there mm -hmm. is a certain area. I've got like uh, bins that are the snacks, right? So she doesn't really touch the rest of the pantry because she doesn't care about my canned beans and my rice and my noodles. Mm -hmm. She wants the snacks. She wants the bars and the, you know, dried fruit and the nuts and the, you know, I don't know, whatever else we have in there. Gr graham crackers and mini muffins and, you know, those yeah. kinds of things. And so it's like, I have those on a shelf. Oops, sorry, I just hit my mic. Um, I have those on a shelf. Um, in bins so she can grab that stuff and it doesn't destroy the rest of my you know kitchen <laughs> that's a great idea we did i did have a little snack bin for a while but like i said i shop in bulk so then all the big yeah. boxes and stuff are in the way and so yeah, yeah I, need I do decant that stuff, right? Like the decant where I like take it out of the box and I put oh, it in the okay. bin. Yeah. So that kind of stuff I will. So it's just easier for her to grab. Um, and then it's also easier for me to see when I'm running low. Yeah. That's because I got to tell you, kids don't tell you when they're taking the last one, do they? No, and then all they of a sudden the they panic and they go, Mom, I'm out of my, uh, and you go, well, did you tell me that you were running low? No, I'm sorry. I can't read your mind. So if you put it in the bin though, you're in that pantry often. And then it's not that deep recess of the box. 
So those things I do. I don't decant like my cereal. Cereal's in the cereal box. You know, yeah. I don't do, I do have my flour, but you know, the other things, there's a lot of things I don't actually put in the jars and the bins like a lot of people do, but snacks are definitely one of them because that way I know when we're running low, it's better for me. <laughs> and you, yeah, exactly. So I love that. Uh, do you have any last words of wisdom, anything you want uh, people to take away from this episode? I think really it all comes down to figuring out it really is your why you got to figure out and it's same with your goals with money, right? You've got to figure out why you're wanting to save money and your goal has to be bigger than the pain that it's going to take to overcome that hurdle, right? So if you want a clean house because you really, I mean, it's just so overwhelming, right? There's a lot of stuff that we're holding on to that we don't need. Like things that I have gotten rid of that I just think, what in the world? Like we traveled, um, one of the big things that took us on this journey toward living with less was we actually got a chance to travel. And we were those people that sold 95% of everything we owned. And we traveled with the carry-on and a baby. And you know, wow. we actually did that. I know <laughs> I'm a little crazy sometimes, but I really <laughs> want to bring all of this down to reality because I think we all can have this moment where we realize I'm just holding on to stuff because I've never thought about it. Mm -hmm. I just put it in the closet because I have space and I didn't actually think about if I really wanted that thing or I didn't. And so I want us to take a moment to think about the life we really want to be living right? I know you're big into Dave Ramsey and you've done the baby steps. And so you have this like financial independence point that you're trying to reach. And it's like, what does a person that wants to be like, what is the person that's living in that financial independence? What are those decisions they're making? How are they living their daily lives? And then that makes it easier for you to do that. So what, what does an organized person do? Like, how do they live their life? Is there a little step I can take today that makes me more of an organized person? So instead of having a goal, make a habit. And I think that's probably why I don't have our goals written down or we're not addressing them all the time is because I've created habits along the way so that I'm reaching those goals without having to say, I really wanted to do this because I've already factored it into our day, right? So I have a declutter box. And as soon as I find something that I'm not using or I've passed over a shirt like five times because I've chosen a different one, well, then I know I'm never gonna wear that shirt. It should just get out of my house because it might, or if I find something, I pick something up and I'm like, Ugh. or I just don't feel very good. Like when I hold it, I'm like, bye-bye because I don't need that negative energy in my house. That's not the person I wanna be. I wanna be the person that surrounds myself with stuff that lights me up, that makes me happy, that makes my day better. And so it's surprising what we can live without. And I think that was one of the big um, lessons I took from COVID as well, right? I mean, we went six months without really going out or doing anything or buying anything new other than groceries. And how much stuff was I able to repurpose or reuse or live without and I was fine. So I think those are the things that we need to think about instead of this just temporary goal of like, I want it to look like it does on Instagram. Well, nobody's life is real on Instagram. I hate to break <laughs> it to you. It's not. They're showing you the good stuff. 
they're not showing you behind the camera where it's probably a mess. Mm -hmm. And so how can I live? What is it that I want to do? And what is it that I can let go of that's not allowing me to do that thing? And then it'll all start to get a little bit easier as you let go. And those goals start, once you start to see those goals kind of come along, right? You start to save a little bit more. You pay off that one credit card. You know, you were able to say, no, I don't want that because I just decluttered it. I don't need it. And it makes it easier for you to save a little bit more money. It just, it all starts to kind of snowball and makes, it's just a lot more fun. Oh, that was so good. (laughs) So where can people find more about you and your podcast? Sure. So um, I do have my own podcast. It's called The Wannabe Minimalist Show, and you can find that wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. And then my website is wannabeclutterfree.com. So yeah. Awesome. And then use wannabe clutter free on all the handles. You can find me there at all the (laughs) socials. (laughs) Great. And before we end, I always like to have people recommend a book. I get some new ideas and so do other people. So do you have, and it doesn't have to be minimalist or, um, you know, declutter related, uh, but do you have any, uh, a favorite nonfiction book that you'd like to recommend? Ooh, yeah. Throw this one at me. I've been reading a lot of books lately. So I will say one that changed my mind on habits and goals was atomic habits i'm Mm -hmm. sure you've probably had that one recommended (laughs) a lot that's a good one (laughs) a lot it's a really good one so since that one has been recommended i recently finished daring greatly by brene brown and that one i thought was also really good um because it's all about letting go of kind of that expectation or shame like just being vulnerable to be who you really are and i think that can really help us on this journey toward you know, just living the life we really want to live without other expectations on us. Oh, I love that. So um, I got to add that one to my list as well. So thank you so much for being with us today. I, of course, learned a lot. I'm going to take some of these tips and uh, go clean something, (laughs) (laughs) go declutter something. So uh, thank you for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Great to be here, Ashley. Thanks. Wasn't that such a great interview? She gave us so many great tips to getting started and, you know, no judgment on being disorganized and getting started. So don't forget to follow the Money Mindset Podcast so you don't miss future episodes and go grab your free budget starter kit if you haven't done so already at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash start. And I will talk to you guys next week.